What's up, guys? Happy Thursday to everybody. Obviously, we are one day closer to the weekend and one day closer to another Penn State football Saturday. It is the final game at Beaver Stadium coming up. It is senior day. Um, James Franklin did mention in his press conference on Tuesday that there will be some guys who will uh, participate in the senior day um, activities. You know, they always announce all the seniors and, and everything. Um, he said there will be some guys who participate in that, but there will be some guys who don't participate in that because they have not decided um, if they are going to use their sixth year of eligibility. So, for example, if we do not see Sean Clifford or he is not participating in that, uh, not going to put any stock into that. But there's obviously guys who we know, um, like Jaquan Brisker, Epicady, guys like that who are done. And they've already accepted invites to the Senior Bowl and all that kind of good stuff. So um, we'll leave that at that. And you can take that for what it's worth and kind of make your own opinion about that uh, come Saturday. Rutgers, noon, Big Ten Network spread. Last time I checked was minus 17. Uh, Rutgers, you know, it's Rutgers. Uh, we obviously can't take them lightly. As we've seen this season, we can't take anybody lightly no matter what. But I do think we get the W. I think that we close out the homestand and we send the seniors off uh, on the, you know on a good note. I think obviously this season is not has not gone the way we thought it was looking like it was going to go when we rolled into Iowa at five and zero. But I hope that the senior class. I hope that there's a good crowd. It's not Thanksgiving weekend, so everyone's still going to be there. So. I do hope that the senior class does get a good, a good crowd. I know it's noon. I know it's Rutgers. I know we're six and four, so that's probably not going to happen. But I at least hope that this group gets some, gets some support. And I know that there will be obviously a lot of people there, but I hope they get more support than um, the attitude kind of feels like they are going to get. So we'll kind of jump into that game a little bit, um, kind of what we want to see. Obviously, and we'll talk about the Michigan game coming up. Um, We'll talk about the Heisman race a little bit. There are some guys who I think are kind of separating themselves as the season has gone on and we're getting down to the nitty gritty of it. And I I was looking through and I really only went with four guys. If, if the season ended today, not taking into consideration the final two games of the season, um, just kind of where people stand at right now, where their teams are at right now. I took four guys as my Heisman finalists who I would send to New York um, and I'll get into that here as well. We'll get into the Saturday slate. We'll talk about all that kind of good stuff. But obviously, the housekeeping notes. Uh, these are the Penn State Quicksilence. I appreciate you guys joining me week in and week out. Uh, I've gotten texts about what I should talk about on the show. A lot of uh, good interaction, a lot of good feedback along the way. Um, I'm going to take a break after the after the Michigan State game. Come back when the bowl game comes around. I need to try and generate some more content for the off season to keep this thing going because I don't want to kind of, I don't want to fall off. So if you guys have any ideas for good content that we should talk about week in and week out, Penn State football related, sports related, whatever, I kind of want to keep it to keep it to Penn State football. But obviously, I know everyone is listening um, is a giant sports fan in general. So anything you guys want to talk about in the off season. We can do that. Obviously, we'll talk about recruiting. We'll talk about signing day, all that kind of good stuff. We'll talk about Penn State basketball. Uh, it's a new new era of Penn State basketball with Micah Shrewsbury. So we'll talk about that as well. We'll keep talking about the NFL and that, as that season goes goes on and winds down. 
talk about all that kind of good stuff. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about, but I do want to keep the focus on Penn State football in the offseason because that's what this is about. Um, so any suggestions about, about anything, you know, you guys know where to send it to and call, text, um, all that kind of good stuff, and you know, tweet at me, whatever. You email me, send me letters. I don't really care. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into the Saturday slate here in a moment. Housekeeping stuff. Like I said, Penn State Quick Slants. Appreciate it as always. I'm your host, Steven. Um, I won half of the We Got Next podcast duo between myself and Christian Hayes. Shout out to Christian. You can go follow us on Twitter. I am at Stephen underscore Springs. Christian is at AO Shifty. The We Got Next podcast is at We underscore Got Next. Go like and subscribe to us on YouTube as always. And of course, go follow us on Spotify. Saturday Slate. Um, it is not a good weekend of games. This is that weekend where the SEC plays a bunch of high school teams. And aside from the Michigan State-Ohio State game, which is at noon, there's not a whole lot of big-time matchups. Um, there are some decent games on the slate, but nothing that's going to really blow you away. And there's probably not a whole lot of games that you'll want to stay up for later on. So it kind of starts off a little slow, continues to get slow, and, and winds down. Uh, so in the noon hour, we have Charleston Southern at Georgia Ah, man, that could be that could be really really bad. Number seven, Michigan State takes on number four, Ohio State. Last time I checked, Ohio State was minus twenty. That's that's really high, but whatever. Number ten, Wake Forest takes on Clemson. Noon, ESPN. Iowa State takes on number thirteen, Oklahoma. Coming off that loss to Baylor last weekend, Prairie View A and M takes on number sixteen, Texas A and M. Tennessee State. God, these games are ridiculous. Tennessee State takes on number number 25, Mississippi State. New Mexico State takes on Kentucky. Obviously, Penn State Rutgers on the Big Ten Network. Um, let's go to the 3.30 hour. Um, actually, 2 o'clock, Illinois takes on number uh, 17, Iowa, FS1. 2.30, NBC, Georgia Tech takes on number 8, Notre Dame. Notre Dame still quietly in the conversation. You haven't really heard their name pop up, but they just keep winning. That's all you got to do. They suffered the early loss to Cincinnati, but they just keep winning. So that's all you got to do. Number 21, Arkansas takes on number two, Alabama, 3.30 CBS. SMU, speaking of Cincinnati, they travel uh, to take on the, the Bearcats um, at 3.30 on ESPN. Number six, Michigan travels to College Park to take on Maryland, 3.30 Big Ten Network. Nebraska takes on number 15, Wisconsin, 3.30 ABC. Uh, Pittsburgh hosts Virginia, um, that is number 18, Pittsburgh hosts Virginia, 3.30 ESPN2. UAB takes on UTSA, number 22, UTSA 330. Number 14, BYU takes on Georgia Southern, 4 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, number 20, NC State hosts Syracuse, 4 p.m. on the ACC Network. Let's see here. Number 11, Baylor coming off that big win against the aforementioned Oklahoma Sooners. Takes on Kansas State, five. that's a weird time, 530 FS1. Auburn takes on South Carolina. Auburn with that just unbelievable loss last weekend. Um, I think they were up 20-3. Um, host, uh, travels to Columbia to take on South Carolina at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Number three, Oregon travels to Utah to take on the Utes, 7.30 on ABC. That should be actually pretty pretty decent game. Might be the second best game of the day. Um, Vanderbilt takes on number 12, Ole Miss, 7.30 SEC Network. South Alabama takes on Tennessee. Tennessee looked good in the first half against Georgia last weekend, but then Georgia became Georgia, and that game didn't go so well. Um, number nine, Oklahoma State, another quiet team. 
you know, much like Notre Dame, they just keep winning and just kind of waiting for their turn to strike. Uh, Oklahoma State travels to Lubbock to take on to take on Texas Tech, eight o'clock on Fox. UL Monroe takes on LSU, nine o'clock ESPN two. And for you late folks, Colorado State takes on Hawaii, eleven p.m. I don't that doesn't even give me a channel, so you might have to stream that one if you if you're interested if you're up late. All right, so that is the Saturday slate. That's what I got for you guys um, for this weekend. Again, not a whole lot of of great games, but um, you know, there's some, you know, some some decent ones out there. Um, let's get into the Heisman conversation real quick. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys the three names or four names, three quarterbacks, one running back, which I'm sure saying that you guys can probably guess who I'm gonna say. Um, the four names that I think are going to, in my opinion, if things kind of keep going well, it would be in New York at the end of the season. Um, but if the season ended today, they're sending four guys. These would be the four guys that I send. Kenny Pickett from Pitt. As much as I hate Pitt. He's having a phenomenal season. Um, Pitt's you know, near the top of the ACC. They have a great chance to win it. And again, as much as I hate Pitt, he's having an awesome season. 32 touchdowns, four interceptions, uh, 3,500 yards, 67% completion percentage. Again, awesome season. Good for him. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, you know, top four in, in, the, in the country. Obviously having a great season. 30 touchdowns, five interceptions, over 3,000 yards, 68% completion percentage, um, almost 69. Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback. Um, I would say right now he's he's probably the favorite to win it. Um, Alabama's not having the most dominant season that we're used to, but nonetheless, you know he can put up some great numbers last couple games. I mean, get the 40 touchdowns maybe. I'm sure he'll 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 be there. I think he'll be there regardless, but that kind of might put him over the top numbers wise. Um, Bryce Young, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. Three interceptions is great. Um, over 3,000 yards, 70% completion percentage. And then the final guy, who I think is, I think he should, I think he should be the winner. I think those quarterbacks I just mentioned have had great seasons, but I, I just, I just think this guy is the reason why his team is so great this year. Kenneth Walker, Michigan State. Over 1,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, you know, 147 yards per game on the ground. If they beat Ohio State this weekend in Columbus, and he is the reason why, and obviously they finish up with Penn State next weekend, and he does the same thing against us to finish out the season, you know, we're looking at potential you know, 1,700 yards you know, type of thing and over 20 touchdowns. But if he's the reason why they beat Ohio State, much like he was the reason why they beat Michigan, I think he's he jumps to become the favorite in the Heisman conversation. I think he goes to New York anyway, but I think I think a, a huge game this weekend and, and a big win in Columbus and being the reason why I think would would solidify his his ticket to to New York for that for that ceremony. Um, so those are my my guys: C.J. Stroud, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, Kenneth Walker. If I had to pick one to get my vote to win the Heisman this year, it would be Kenneth Walker. I know those other guys are putting up awesome numbers. Their teams are playing awesome. But Kenneth Walker is the reason why he's that he's the reason why Michigan State is having the season their season. The, the season they're having. There's no other reason for them. It, it's Kenneth Walker. Uh, if they didn't have him, who who the hell knows where they would be at. Um so that's the Heisman. Um you know there it's it's so funny how the season just kind of plays itself out in, with with this. 
Um, you know, you had Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. You know, that, yeah, you know, he started strong, but then Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams came in, and then he was a, a name. I mean, he got benched. And it just, you know, there's a lot of guys who come in, and they have, you know, can Caleb Williams come in halfway through the season and be a Heisman candidate? And at the time, I got sucked into that as well. I was like, yeah, if he has a, a great, great, like, I mean, he had to have a like, all-American type of stretch to finish the season, and they made the playoffs. Yeah, you can absolutely put his name in there. But the guys who have been there from the beginning of the season, the Kenneth Walkers, and all the guys I mentioned, um, Kenny Pickett's the one guy who I think has just progressively climbed that list. I mean, Pitt, they weren't mentioned in, in any you know, playoff con, you know, consideration to begin the season or the ACC consideration or whatever. But they have a great chance, great chance to win it. And, you know, he'll probably get some All-American love. And um, his, his draft stock is obviously rising. I see him on a lot of first-round draft draft boards. So um, it's just like the season, it always plays itself out. And those guys who are usually in the beginning and having those dominating seasons, they just, they just keep rolling. And, you know, guys like Kenneth Walker, like I said, He's the reason why Michigan State is in the top 10 and in the consideration to win the Big Ten and why they have a, a chance to beat Ohio State on Saturday um, in Columbus. So that's the Heisman talk. Um, next thing I wanted to get into, oh God, and I hate, um, I hate myself for doing this. And I told myself, I thought about it, how I wanted to um, approach this, if you will. Um, I don't want to get into, again, the conversation that we talked about that I had with you guys a couple weeks ago when I did the state of the program um, episode. I don't want to do that again. I think nothing has, for me, nothing has changed. I know for a lot of other people, everything's changed and we're heading in the wrong direction. They want to run James Franklin out of town and they want to fire him and don't pay him anything. He's not, don't even give him a penny. He's not worth it. Yada, yada, yada. Right. And look, I get it. You know, the, the, the Illinois loss was tough. That was brutal and that just started a downward spiral for everybody you know got got you know got the maryland win and then last weekend um you know we were right there if you look at the stats <laughs> every it was it was pretty even throughout the entire game and there was you know it, it was tough in the first quarter when we outgained them by like 115 120 yards time of possession was a lot to a little but we only came you know, only came away with three points and that was tough you know that was the explosive plays that we that we saw. We didn't see many of them throughout the season. You know, especially in the, in the first half of the season when Clifford was healthy, um, but they were there. They were still there, even when the run game was struggling. We still had those explosive plays, but they just they just aren't there anymore like they used to be. Um, you know, Jahan Dotson's still getting his. Parker Washington's still getting his. But it was explosive plays. It was deep shots downfield, and I don't know if it's because Clifford just isn't isn't right. And I think that's obvious when you watch him play. He's just not the Sean Clifford that we saw before that hit against Iowa and kind of what just derailed our entire season. Um, but some of the good things I saw from, from Saturday is we still have a really great defense. And I don't think that's talked about enough because of the struggles our offense is having. Is having. But we still have a really great defense. I mean, Arnold Ebicady is you know tops in the country in, in tackles for loss. He's up there. He's tops up there in, in sacks as well. He's going to get some All-American love. Definitely some some Big Ten love. Some All-Big Ten love. Invited to the Senior Bowl. No, he's he's definitely our defensive 
player of the year, I believe. Um, Jaquan Briscoe is having, also having a great season. Also invited to the senior bowl and is going. Um, so our defense is playing great. And they kept us in the game, as they have the entire season. You know, we got that, that strip sack uh, by, by Abikati. And we had a chance to really kind of swing that momentum and force Michigan into, into doing some things that they probably didn't want to do on offense, uh, which was passable. But, again, offense couldn't capitalize on it. We, we just we just couldn't find the end zone and um, you know Michigan beat us on that on that one play and it was that it was that tight ends first touchdown of the season obviously against Penn State and it was just one of those one of those plays where um, Kalen King got lost and got lost in the shuffle and couldn't get around the pick that was coming across and um, you know no one can catch the tight end and he scored and it was it was tough you know there was still time for us to for us to drive down and, and and win the game, but it just it just wasn't there. It just hasn't been there. Um, but again, offense it struggled, defense keeping us in games. But I do think some of the positives to take away from Saturday were the the run game is like it's it's obviously not it's not there, but it's not. I've seen some some bits and pieces. We got over 100 yards against Michigan. You know, so I'll take that. In the run game, that's that's a W for us. Um, there were some, there were definitely some some quote unquote chunk plays that we had in the run game, but those those chunk plays are you know five six yard for us, whereas other teams are you know 15, 20 yards. But you gotta you gotta start somewhere, and you gotta just build some of that physicality. And since that Ohio State game, I've seen some of the physicality that I thought we were going to have earlier in the season with the stable backs we had. Um, I thought we'd have a, a good offensive line, a good off- offensive line to open up some holes and to generate some of the offense to get more of those explosive plays, which we haven't seen. Um, but, I, you know, of course, we all know it just hasn't been there. But I've seen a lot more of that physicality and I've seen a lot more of that push and some of the, um, the yeah, I don't want to say dominant plays, but there's there's been some plays where you're like, okay, like that hasn't been there all season, but I like it. I see it. It's We're progressing. Um I say it every week. Obviously, we'd love to see the run game get going again this weekend. Uh, we'd love to see that be the reason why you know we control the game, control the clock, and why we win the game is because we're able to, you know, get the run game going, open up the pass game down the field. Um, obviously, we want to see Jahan Dotson get over a thousand yards. I think he's at nine ninety three. So definitely want to see him get well over a thousand yards, which I think he will, um, barring any any injuries. But going back to what I didn't want to get into, which which was the the state of the program type of thing again. I didn't didn't want to do that, but I'll give you my thirty thousand foot view on things, and it's it's not changed. I still think James Franklin's the guy. I think we're still heading in the right direction. I think we're still you know a couple of those pieces away from 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 being in that conversation consistently, and that's that's the biggest thing. It's it's consistency, which we just haven't had um, in in certain aspects, and. There's a lot of factors that go into it, but again, I'm I'm gonna wait until there's a decision made. And I've heard some things from people that I trust, which on the surface I can believe, but I'm going to I'm gonna wait until there's a decision made, whether it's by Franklin or whether it's by the university or whatever. Okay, I'm not going to I'm not really gonna dive into it. I'll probably talk about it around the bowl game because that's gonna be a topic of conversation, of course. And then once the bowl game is over, the season's over, um, we'll dive into it again. Um, you know, whenever whenever that comes up, or if there's a decision made 
before that, obviously we'll we'll talk about it. Um, but I do want to bring up something real quick. Um, before I have some other thoughts that I wanted to want to share with you guys. Um, but I got a text uh, the other day from someone a a friend of the show, a frequent listener, and you know who you are. And I appreciate all the love and I appreciate all the support. And um, this is one of my one of my good buddies. Um, he said thoughts to address in the podcast. I think I am one of the mo- more positive, optimistic Penn State fans, but I'm getting frustrated, not with the loss per se, but seemingly consistently losing winnable games. Agree with that. Hearing the same things is getting old, like working hard in practice every day, working on correcting little things, etc. You know, then he asked, how do you inject change? Is it scheme, personnel, coaches? Is it the approach and practice? All of this will obviously be evaluated in the offseason, but how? Is it possible it can happen in season? I think this team is really good, but when those three or four plays consistently go against you, what the fuck? Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think you got to evaluate that after every season. You gotta evaluate your coaches. You gotta evaluate how you, how you're doing things, and it's all. And James Franklin has always preached little things will make a big difference, and I I agree with that. But those little things sometimes are are what kills us in games, and I think. And this this can kind of this can kind of go both ways. And I'll give you my response to that text in a second, but it can kind of go go both ways. You know, yes, a lot of it is coaching, and how these guys are coached. How they're coached on the scheme, how they're coached on to doing X, Y, Z, whatever position it is, um, but you know, shit just happens, and we just we we just get beat on those on those three or four plays, you know, seemingly every single year, and it might just be one play a game, but you know, against like against Michigan, we lost, we really lost on one play. Okay, Michigan didn't have any massive plays, and neither do we, but they they made that one play. Against Ohio State, we lost in those three plays. You know, we beat Maryland essentially on two plays. So, you know, it, it's again we're we're right there, but it's it's consistently getting those plays. And my tech, my response to that text was, I think it's a weird balance that a we've seen that we can win those games. You know, Ohio State 2016, you know, we made the play to win that game. You know, we made that play, Auburn. Uh, we we made the plays to win that game. Wisconsin on the road. We made the plays to win that game. You know we've we've won games by by making those plays, and you know obviously it's magnified when you lose those games because of those plays. But I think you know like I was saying, it can go both ways. Like sure, it, it can it can seem like we're out coached, but I think a lot of times we lose quote unquote those games because of quote unquote those plays. Not because we're getting outcoached. I don't think it's always because we're getting outcoached or that we have less talent than the other team or whatever the case may be. So I don't think it's entirely coaching. I just think we just gotta we just gotta string a bad luck sometimes. And it, it you know, shit happens. So I think it, it can't all be pointed at um, I don't think it can all be pointed to one thing. I think there's a lot of factors, but it's consistently um, it, it's really just consistency and consistently putting our guys in the right position to make the right plays at the right time. And sometimes we just have bad luck as well. The Sean Clifford hit. Um, you know, it, it's a combination of 
someone missed a block in a bad look that that missed block resulted in our quarterback being knocked out of that game, which in turn kind of ruined our entire season and started a downward spiral for us. Um, so again, I'm not going to dive into everything that I that I talked about a few weeks ago. I'm not going to do that. But let me just kind of wrap things up with, with this. And you guys know how passionate I am about this whole conversation. So let me just kind of put, put a bow on it. Um, when was the last time USC won a meaningful game that was not the Rose Bowl? Okay. Florida. Florida needed 70 points and over 700 yards to beat Samford. Not, not Stanford, but Samford. I bet all of you don't know where the fuck Samford is. It's in Birmingham, Alabama, by the way. Bet you guys did not know that. 70 points in over 700 yards. They were down. They, they gave up 45 points, I think, in the first half to Samford. Did you guys even know Florida State and Miami were playing last weekend? No, you didn't. You know why? Because both teams fucking suck. Okay? Texas just lost to fucking Kansas. Kansas. There are 127 teams in, in the FBS. The Kansas Jayhawks are one of the three or five worst teams and they have been for a very long time. Texas is considered one of the more premier programs in the country just by name recognition, right? When was the last time they were actually relevant in, in a national title conversation? When, were, when was the last time any of those teams were relevant in a national title conversation? They just recycle coaches and they go through the same cycle. Every three to four or five years, they bring in someone new. And they go three to five years and, and no success. Maybe a nine or ten win season in there somewhere. But they're mediocre at best. You, like, you, like, you, like, you can't do that. You can't restart every three to five years and just hope that the next guy that comes in is, is that guy. It's the second coming of Jesus Christ. You, like you just can't, like you just can't do that, and especially right now with the class that we have coming in next year, the talent we have coming in next year. You know why those kids are coming here? You know why that we've had ten win seasons? Why we're getting the players we're getting? Why we've won some of the games that we've won? You know why we're always mentioned as one of those teams that can maybe knock off Ohio State, maybe make a playoff run. You know why? Because of James Franklin. Okay? And that's that shouldn't change. All right? What's like what's another 3 or 4 years of getting 10 wins, maybe 11 wins and competing for for a Big 10 title just to get us, you know, just to get us to that point and and, and get us over that hump. You know? Can you guys really not wait another three or four years of, of doing this? Because if this class comes in next year and the class that we're looking to build for 2023 comes in, you know, it, those classes are are what we're going to start building on. And when you look back and you lose a guy like like Justin Fields, when you lose a guy like that and, and he decommits, you, you got to 
you, you got to really, you got to reset. And everybody's been talking about the potential of this 2022 class. From the, from the very beginning, everyone's been looking ahead to this 2022 class. And now they're looking ahead to next year, the 2023. So you got to just hang on. Okay, we are, in a, we are in a much, much better spot than a lot of teams. All those teams I just mentioned, we are in a much better spot than all of them when it comes to how close we are to winning a national title. We are right there. All right? So let's not throw in the towel yet. Let's not, let's not run James Franklin off the campus. Let's just see how things play out real quick. Okay? We got two games left. We have Rutgers this weekend, Michigan State next weekend in East Lansing. Let's try and ruin their season, okay? Eight and four, nine and four with a bull win, all right? And we'll start building for next year because you can't reset. You can't do that right now. And I've mentioned that there's a ton of consequences that can come with letting him walk with, with what we have coming in, with the talent we have, the expectations, the potential that we have, and the potential... The, the reason why everyone's so hyped about the, the upcoming classes is because of the potential for a national title. And that's what we all want, right? That's what we all want is a national title. That's, that's all we want in life is a national title. I have a great life. The only thing I want is for Penn State to win a national title. But do you really want to lose that potential for some, some Joe Schmo to come in and restart and try to keep that class together or try and keep everything together and and we end up, you know, six and six next year or seven and five or whatever, right? I mean, God forbid it, it's it's a lateral move that we bring in if James Franklin should leave. God forbid it's a lateral move or someone who has a worse resume than him. I mean, you know, good luck with that, right? So everyone needs to relax. Let's pump the brakes. Okay, it's Thanksgiving next weekend. Yeah, let's 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 take care of business on Saturday. It's Thanksgiving next weekend. I want you guys to think about the things that you're thankful for with Penn State football. Could be right now, could be all time, could be whatever, could be anything. Think about some of the things you're thankful for for Penn State football, and I'll talk about it next week. I'm gonna do the show on Wednesday, get out to you guys so you guys can listen to it at the Thanksgiving table while you're eating your turkey and your stuffing and your mashed potatoes, your green bean casserole, and all that kind of good stuff. Because I know. Everybody wants to listen to the quick slants during Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I appreciate you guys as always. Um, it's it's fun. This is always fun to talk about, e- even though some of us get heated, some of us get you know disappointed or whatever the case may be. But it's fun, right? Because we all care. That's the point. We all care about Penn State football. We all want the same thing. We all want to be the last team standing at the end of every season and we care enough to bitch moan and groan every week until that happens and that's why i love you guys um remember next week send me things you're thankful for for, with penn state football doing the show on wednesday i love you guys always remember we are